Hello everyone, my name is Brittany and welcome back to another episode of the Status Alternative Podcast. We're just going to dive right into it. This is the third episode of the How I Got Into series, only this time we're discussing how I got into professional wrestling. So, um, let's get right into it. My, so when I got into professional wrestling, preferably actually WWE, I got into it like right around like the end of 2005, early 2006. So my earliest memory of, uh, watching my first ever, like anything WWE related was when it was back on UPN which was like local channels, so SmackDown was actually what I was watching, and me and my brothers were just flicking through the channels, uh, trying to find something to watch, and I see Rey Mysterio and Kurt Angle, and they were involved in some uh, type of, like, um, storyline, as they call it, and I was watching that, and me and my brothers were watching it, and it was kind of fuzzy, because, you know, this was, like, back in the day of, like, when you still had antenna TVs and, you know, the big butt TVs, as they call it. So what ends up happening, I don't know how we ended up finding it, but I just remember eventually, like, we would... Uh, find it later on, a little bit later on, because then we ended up finding out about Monday Night Raw, which was on Spike, which is now, well, it was called Spike TV, which is now called Paramount, Net- the Paramount Network, and we would watch it, and we were just totally hooked, like, this was, like, during the time of the old theme music by the Union Underground called Move to the Music, I believe, no, it was called Across the Nation, but the lyrics were moved to the music. But I remember that, and we were just hooked from then on uh, then on out. So this was, like, also right around the time I was in, like, 7th, 6th, and 7th grade was when I started getting into professional wrestling. And like I said before, and numerous times, I was already hooked. So one of the other earliest memories I remember was, like, When we got around to watching it, this was, like, during the time when DX had just came back. So, this was, like, this is post, like, China, Rick Rude, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. Post, like, the second iteration of it, which was, like, Road Dogg, Jesse James, Billy Gunn, Triple H, China, um, and X-Pac. So, this is, like, a little bit later after that. So, this is, like, right when it was just Triple H and, like, uh, Shawn Michaels. And this is, like, also during the time when, like, Shawn had, like, became, like, a Christian. So, he had, like, cleaned up his act at this point. So, they were doing that. And I remember, like, watching that. And that's when we were, like, really, really hooked. So, we were hooked during that era of when um, WWE... Yeah, we were hooked during that era of WWE, the sort of 2006 era of it. So we were so, me and my brothers were so into it. And then on top of that, we later found out that my parents were into it too. So my dad grew up in like, um, my dad's originally from Selma, Alabama. So he was there watching like the, like the old school guys, like the Von Eriks and the Freebirds and him and his friends would go to wrestling shows. My mom was a huge fan of it. Apparently she was watching during the Attitude Era, which is single-handedly the greatest era of wrestling that 
hands by far, hands down, one of the greatest eras of professional wrestling was the Attitude Era. And my mom apparently was watching it when we were, like, babies and she didn't tell us. Because, like, it wasn't until I got into high school when I found out, like, some of my friends were watching during the Attitude Era. And they were watching since then. And me and my brothers had missed out by this time. So we were, like, in the, like, beginning of the reality era. So it was, like, during that era of, like, like the Diva Search competition, like, The Miz had just, like, went from, like, being an announcer to becoming a wrestler. So we were, like, watching it by that point. So it was really, it was cool because, like, my early favorites, like, the ones that really caught my attention, obviously, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, of course, that whole, like, D-Generation X and, like, the DX, like, like, the anti-authority of it, like, the anti-authority of it all was, like, so intriguing to me, as well as, like, the Intercontinental, um, championship, and, like, the wrestlers that will fight for the Intercontinental title, so, like, Carlito, Sheldon Benjamin, Jeff Hardy was, like, a huge favorite of mine, so, guys like him, Edge, uh, Randy Orton, uh, this is like early Randy Orton, so this is like uh, Burning My Light, which is his uh, theme music before he got the Voices theme music. So like I remember listening to that and watching that, and then me and my brothers getting into the video games, and then the soundtrack from the video game. But we were we were huge fans, and then so right as like I was so right around like 2006, like in the early years. I, I ended up becoming friends with, like, other kids who were, like, fans of it. But as soon as I got to, like, 7th and 8th grade, by that time, a lot of my friends were, like, kind of like, oh, we don't watch it anymore because it's not cool anymore. So they kind of veered off from it. But it wasn't until I got into high school when I met my current friends, and they were huge fans of it. And we would, like, sometimes my friends Ryan and Ramon and sometimes Ahmed would like come over to my house and we would just watch Monday Night Raw and then they would like go back home but we would like just watch it together and just be fans of it. I remember the first time we actually me and my brothers were like mom mom please please can we watch like can you because this was like during the time when before the WWE Network you had to pay for the pay-per-view and we would always like we were the we never watched the pay-per-view and we never paid for the pay-per-views and we always had to wait until like the pay-per-view would happen on Sunday so we had to wait until Monday to find out who won at the certain pay-per-view. Then um also what I would do was what I would do was <laughs> sometimes at school like at during elementary school and this was like before they put like a blocker so on the like computers so kids wouldn't like look up like wrestling so we would like have a computer class and I look I would go on WWE.com and look at the results to find out like who had won the pay-per-view matches that Sunday so there was that as well so that was pretty cool of a memory um let's see what else (laughs) memories do I have of like watching wrestling uh I went to my first show it was what was it? My 18th birthday present from my parents. My mom ended up uh, buying me and my friends like tickets because we would always say, man, one of these days we're going to go to a WWE event. Because my I had a couple of friends who went to WWE events before, like the live events. And I've always wanted to go because I've always wanted to meet like these people who have like single-handedly like influenced 
like my like hobbies and made me a fan because I was like a huge fan. And by that time too, you're talking about when they brought back ECW as well. Or as later it's become uh, known as WWECW because it was kind of like a, I don't want to say sham, but it wasn't the original ECW that original ECW fans like know and love. So it became this like ECW that wasn't as extreme, but yeah, but I will say this. One of the benefits was that came out of ECW was you had guys like Sheamus and one of my all-time favorites that really, really, really is still one of my favorites. And that is CM Punk. CM Punk was the very first wrestler I thought, besides Jeff Hardy, because Jeff Hardy was cool, Jeff Hardy, but CM Punk was new, he was from Chicago, his theme music was This Fire Burns by Kill Switch Engage, it was like, man, this dude was like, he was, he had tattoos, he had piercings, and then another thing that made him so cool to me was the fact that he was like, his main thing was that he was straight edge. And it was like, he didn't drink, he didn't smoke, he didn't do all this, like, hard partying stuff. And I'm like, that's a dude I can get behind. That's a dude that is, like, I'm all for it. So, it's been, it was, like, really fun. And it it was a real big shock to us, because she was like... My mom ended up giving me a birthday card. She was like, check your account. And we, I was like, immediately, I texted my friends. I'm like, guys, guys, we're going to buy. My mom gave me the money so we can go to see. We can go Monday Night Raw. We're going to go to Monday Night Raw. And, oh, man, it was like the greatest moment ever. It was like the best moment ever. So, for me, uh, what? yeah, I think it was like just one Monday Night Raw when they were coming to Chicago. It was All-State Arena. By this time, I was trying to figure out how I was going to save money to buy tickets because, man, even with saving money, the nosebleed seats were the best we could do, but we didn't care. Like, our uh, my friend Ramon said, look, I don't care if it's the nosebleed or it's the front row. As long as we go, we hear the music, we see our favorite people, we're going to scream as loud as we can. We're going to be a part of that crowd, and it's going to be amazing. And it was so amazing. It was so much fun. And I remember one of my... um memories of wrestling would be like whenever me and my friends would like sit at lunch in high school we would always talk about oh who would win in this match who do you think would win in this match who do you think would win Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus or like Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk who do you think would win who would you think would win so that was that was pretty fun it was a lot of fun and it was great memories I wrestling is like one of those things where it's like one of, it's like one of those things where it's kind of like its own secret group and you, of course you're always going to get those people that are like oh how can you watch that you know it's fake right or you know it's like we get it we understand but we're going to enjoy this anyway because it's fun it's exciting it makes us happy so please take your negative energy somewhere else and don't bring down our vibes if we want to be wrestling nerds let us be wrestling nerds And I, for one, am a wrestling nerd. So, you're talking about from, like, 2006 till, like, now. So, I've been watching wrestling for... I'm totally bad with math. I'm gonna say 15, 16 years? I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But, like I said before, I'm bad at math. But that's how long I've been watching. And I will continue to keep watching. So, 
Right around, so I, I will say this. I've had my ups and downs with it. I, I love it to death, but there have been times when WWE programming has really tried my patience. Any wrestling fans out there know, and if you're currently watching or you stop watching, I, totally understandable. Um, after, like, I want to say right around 2007, 2009, that's when it started waning for me a little bit. So, right around 2009 is when it started waning for me. Because, of course, you know, your favorite wrestlers are getting older at this point. So, like, guys like Edge and, um, well, not mostly Edge, but guys like Triple H, guys like Shawn Michaels. Kind of like those guys that have been there since, like, the 90s. Like, the early 90s to, like, mid, like, right around that time. They're kind of, like, breaking, like, through, they're kind of, like, getting to that point where they're getting ready to retire and everything. So, like, three of my main favorites, like, right around 2009, were Jeff Hardy, Mr. Kennedy at that time, who's currently now Mr. Anderson, and Rob Van Dam RVD. The whole... If you can't see me, but I'm doing the thumb thing. Everyone knows what the thumb thing is. So, right around that time in 2009... Jeff Hardy had quit WWE, Rob Van Dam, I believe, had quit, and Mr. Kennedy had gotten released. So, I remember, this was like, I I, I was like, because Jeff Hardy was currently in a storyline with one of my favorites, CM Punk, and they were in the storyline for the title, Jeff lost, and he ended up leaving. So this is also during the time when me and my brother started stumbling upon something called TNA, or as it's called, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling that was created by Jeff Jarrett. So TNA was like our first introduction into, there's some other wrestling promotion out there aside from WWE. Because currently WWE is the biggest wrestling promotion at this time. Like the huge, like big, big deal. Like all the names you're talking about, like Undertaker, Batista, Kane, um, Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, like, just big names, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Yokozuna, like, these big names of wrestling, all WWE. Like, the, apparently, the end-all, be-all for wrestling is WWE at that time. So, right around this time, when me and my brothers, we would watch, like, we, we tried watching TNA at one point, but this was, like, also during that time when they were kind of, like, bashing, like, they would go to fans and interview fans, and then the fans would, like, start bashing, like, WWE and its product. Because, you know, obviously, there's not always going to be that, like, there's not always going to be that, um... You're always going to have opposing forces. Uh, you got people who like WWE, and then you have people that like TNA. Then you have the people that like both. It's whatever suits you. It's whatever suits you. Some people didn't like it, so it is what it is. And me and my brothers were at that point. was like, how dare they bash WWE? How dare they bash this thing we know and love? How dare they? How dare they? Boo, we don't want to watch TNA. And then... <laughs> When Jeff Hardy left, I had heard, there was like, of course, wrestling dirt sheets and rumors and everything that, oh, Jeff Hardy's going to go, um, Jeff Hardy's going to go to TNA because, you know, why not? 
So one day, I think I was watching an episode where he was going to show up and he showed up. I think I was watching like waiting weeks and weeks to find out when he was going to show up. So one day he ends up showing up and it's like him on top of a cage. And by this time he had cut his hair. Um, he had, he had made his own theme music. It was cool. So Rob Van Dam, Mr. Anderson and Jeff Hardy were the main three reasons why I started watching TNA and I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It it was very much a different show by this point too, because I feel like, so for years starting out watching wrestling, I feel as though that, um, as a female fan, especially it was a little bit. I don't want to say uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is not the right word. I I don't... It just didn't feel like women's wrestling wasn't on par as to what it is now. Because back then, I feel like with a lot of the female talent on WWE, I feel like it was just, like, fluff. Um... Either they were there just to entertain the men, or they were just there, they were just basically there as eye candy. They weren't meant to be taken seriously, in my opinion, as a fan. And they were always referred to as the pee break match. Me, so it's I'm not gonna get into that because it, it's self explanatory as to what the pee break match is. But I feel as though it didn't live up to its potential as to what it is now. And for me, it just always felt like man, like. I kind of feel like at that point in time, no disrespect to any of the female talent, they did what they did with what they had, but TNA always felt like they were a cut above because on TNA, that's when I started actually, TNA was the first place where I witnessed like the first ever female ladder match. And I I've almost felt like kind of like, how come they can do this here, but they can't do it in WWE and you're supposed to be the better product. What's going on? So I remember during that time I was watching both. I, I can't remember for the life of me what TNA Impact was on like during that time, but I remember there was that period of time in like 2009, 2010 so right around the time me and my brother started watching TNA was also right around the time when slowly but surely it started to sink. Quality-wise, which is kind of hilarious to me looking back on it. So when me and my brother started watching, it was still good. It was still a solid product, but we started noticing because we would watch both products at the same time. And we started noticing sometimes the storylines will copy each other. Any, If you're a wrestling fan who watched both during that time or was, like, paying attention, um, you, you obviously saw, like, some of the similarities. Like, there was this one video package they had when The Undertaker was coming back, and then Sting also had, like, a similar video package, which was funny. Um, when Daniel Bryan, like, won his heavyweight championship after like being called like a B plus wrestler or B plus superstar and everything. They did the same thing with like Eric Young, which was hilarious to me. I don't know why they decided to do that, but hey, it is what it is. But that came shortly after I stopped watching because I'm I'm not going to lie. It did fall off the rails for a bit. I feel when I stopped watching TNA Impact, was right around the time when AJ Styles was in this, like, really ridiculous storyline. And that was right around the time I stopped watching. So, I stopped watching. I 
continue to watch WWE on and off, it was really hard to watch because I felt like the storylines were ridiculous. Um, there were a couple of wrestlers that I still like. Sheamus was becoming really popular during this time. CM Punk was becoming a very big hit after he dropped the pipe bomb. Um, episode that rhetoric that happened. Uh, I remember like man. Uh, I remember uh the Monday Night Raw before they found out Chris Benoit had passed away or like. I'm not really going to get into that, but Chris Benoit was a great human being. What happened afterwards was a huge tragedy, but I always want to remember Chris Benoit, the wrestler, not the stuff that happened afterwards and everything like that. If if you know, you know. So, he's a great wrestler, great human being. I've heard great things about him from other wrestlers, but yeah, I... I remember watching that. Uh, Some of the storylines got a little bit ridiculous for my taste, to be honest with you. And then, like, I was also still watching right when WWE ECW sort of, like, slowly became, like, the new developmental version. And then it was, like, the early days of them calling it NXT. And it's far different from what NXT is now. And I will get into that a little bit later. But... Yeah, there was, like, some weird funky stuff going on while watching wrestling. And I just felt, like, very, very... Like, a lot of the storylines, to me, just seemed, like, either really, really crude or just... It it just... I felt like my intelligence was being insulted and it just... It it just wasn't working for me at that point. Which is primarily the reason why I decided to go into watching uh, TNA. And then one of the cooler storylines they had during that time was the Aces and Eights storyline where you just didn't know who was going to be a member of it. It was a really cool faction. Uh, It included, like, Taz and Luke Gallows and, like, Mr. Anderson. But I feel like it just became this thing where it became, like, what NWO was, like, right during the 90s, during the Attitude Era, where you just had random people showing up, and then next thing you know, you just had all these people in Aces and Eights. And then it just didn't make any more sense, and then eventually it just died out. So, (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. It was a product of its time. So, in a later episode, I'll go into, like, why I stopped watching and kept starting and like kept going on and off with it and everything but really I've always been a fan of it and then there were like times when I just stopped watching it so between like I want to say 2011 2012 2013 was right around the time like I was slowly like losing my like interest in it because by this time I had like I yeah, I want to say... No, I was still... Li- yep, I was still living at home. So, right around 2013, that is when... That is the year that really, really piqued my interest. So, by this time, uh, guys like Ric Flair had retired. Shawn Michaels had retired. The Undertaker wasn't wrestling as much. Triple H was being, becoming more of a corporate, like, being more of, like, a backstage, like, producer with the show rather than a wrestler. So you had a lot of these new talents come in, such as the Nexus, like, Wade Barrett, Chris Jericho had recently come back. And you had, like, 
a couple of key new people. And, like, guys like Shelton Benjamin, Carlito were gone. I think Jeff Hardy had recently came back or was still with TNA Impact for, like, a... No, he was still with TNA Impact for, like, a little bit. And I remember, like, watching one day, and then one of the newer like, wrestlers that had just come out of, like, what was then FCW, which is now their new developmental system called NXT, the actual NXT. If you look back at the earlier NXT, the earlier NXT was, like, some type of game show product where it was just, like, a bunch of, like, these um, newer talents who had just came in and they were doing these challenges and they had to team up with, like, you had NXT rookies teaming up with, like, the pros and it was that and it was okay it was a little bit cringeworthy I'm not gonna lie but it was okay so with that being said there was NXT and then the newest call-ups from NXT were these three men known as the Wyatt family which consisted of Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, and late great Luke Harper aka who is now called Brody Lee or has always been Brody Lee, but yeah, rest in peace, Brody Lee. So it was those three guys, and they were sort of like a Southern-esque Manson family, Jim Jones-esque type of, like, country backwoods, like, wrestling faction of, like, these trios of three dudes, right? And they were, like, the newest thing to come out of NXT, So shortly after, I believe, they got called down first. I can't remember. I'm bad with timelines. But they got called down first. And then there was Survivor Series, I want to say. It was either TLC or Survivor Series. Once again, bad with, like, remembering stuff. I remember little things, but anyway. There was these three dudes. And it was during the Ryback versus CM Punk match for the WWE Championship. And I will never forget it. Three dudes came down in these weird turtlenecks in black shirts, turtlenecks, and it was like three different dudes. It was three new dudes. They were Dean Ambrose, who is now called John Moxley, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. And later on, they got rid of the turtlenecks and became known as The Shield. The Shield was the main reason that got me back into watching wrestling right around 2013-2014. They were new. They weren't cheesy. They were cool. They had a really good entrance music. Their gear was amazing. It was like a breath of fresh air that has been, like, it was just so amazing. I was just so, just so into it and so infatuated with it. Because there, it was something different and it was something new that has never been done before. At least in my opinion. And I loved every single minute of it. I was a huge fan and I was hooked. So one thing I really did like about The Shield was the fact that you had... Essentially, The Shield was made up of two indie guys in Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And you had a former, like, football player or ex-football player in Roman Reigns, who also happens to be The Rock's cousin, comes from this long lineage of Samoan wrestlers, so he had that going for him. And I really liked the fact, one thing that I really liked about them was the fact that it was, 
it was just three dudes and there was no leader. Because you know how when you have factions, sometimes there's always that one de facto leader, right? But with the S.H.I.E.L.D., there was no de facto leader. They were all three equal dudes wanting to, like, change the business for the... Like, they really just came in wanting to change the business. And I was hooked. I really did love, like, the chemistry they had, whether they were heels or whether they were faces. I just... I loved what they did. And it was just... They came in wanting to change the wrestling industry and turn it on its head. And they did, they really did. And it got me back into watching wrestling. I will say that I was like, I was hooked. So there was a couple of other new people that had came in during this process too. Cause you had, um, stars like Paige come in Paige, essentially for me, Paige and AJ Lee were the two female wrestlers that really like, aside from Lita were the, like the, female wrestlers that I could relate to because they were different. They were there to be wrestlers. They weren't there just to like look good and look pretty. I wanted to see physicality. I wanted to see female wrestlers and female talent do something just like the dudes would do, but even just as better. And it was hard to find through all that fluff. No offense. No offense. Maria was cool. Tori Wilson was great. But I just wanted to see like, like, I just wanted to see, like, that aggressiveness. I wanted to see that, like, fiery passion of, like, excitement that I got from watching CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, um, Edge, Randy Orton, um, who else? Carlito. I wanted to see that. I didn't want to see, like, a bra and panties match or, like, I didn't want to see a wrestling match that involved two women in a pool or, like, some ridiculous storyline. I didn't want to see Layla and Mick and uh, Michelle McCool making fun of Mickey James and calling her Piggy James. I didn't want to see that. I wanted to see Natalia, Beth Phoenix, uh, Paige. I wanted to see AJ Lee just tear it up. But that would come later, obviously. So, some of my favorite wrestlers during that time, past and present, obviously I've said a bunch, but presently, I've said the past, so let's talk about the present. So, presently, almost everyone on NXT is, like, my favorite. Um, so you have, like, Rhea Ripley, so I'm, uh, so I believe Rhea's gonna be calling, being called up soon, but either way. Rhea Ripley is cool. Bianca Belair, I love Bianca Belair. I'm I'm so happy that she won the 2021 Royal Rumble. Shout out to her. It's, she's amazing. I, I just love her. Uh, Naomi is good. Carrie and Cross and Scarlett are just like, their entrance is just like chef's kiss. It's just amazing. The intensity, um, the, it, it, I just love anything that separates themselves and like put themselves out there and is just totally different. So like Damian Priest is like one of my favorites. I, I love Damian Priest. Uh, who, who's another one? Grizzled Young Veterans I really, really like and enjoy. I, I will say this. I really wish I could have seen MSK when they were on Impact Wrestling as the Rascals, but it is what it is. I wasn't watching then. Um, I, 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 here and there, I feel like I've got reintroduced through Impact Wrestling through the fact that they have this connection with AEW. Cause originally, for some, so originally I was hearing that it was just going to be a one-off, but now it's just become this whole thing where you have Impact and AEW 
I'll get into what uh, AEW is in a minute. But um, I, I like Grizzled Young Veterans, Karrion Cross, Damian Priest, Bianca Belair. Uh, Mia Yim is, like, really, really good. Dakota Kai is really amazing. Uh, uh, let's see. Who else is really, really good? Timothy Thatcher is, like, a beast. Tommaso Ciampa is amazing. Let's see. NXT as a whole is just really, really amazing. Because, like, like, Edge really did say. Oh, and Pete Dunne. Amazing. And I like how Finn Balor went from, like, he started off on NXT, went to Raw, goes back to NXT, and then just breaks the mold and just continues to kill it. And I just love that. And it's amazing. And he's never been better. I mean, he's always been good, but this is, like, high stakes, like, quality Finn Balor. Uh, Kevin Owens I really enjoy. I really love Sami Zayn and what he's doing now. I love the New Day. The New Day... I will say this, Xavier Woods is my favorite member of the New Day, hands down, hands down, favorite member of the New Day, because he's just quality comedy and entertainment, and I just love it. No offense, I love Big E and I love Kofi, but I feel like Xavier doesn't get as, get as much love as he needs to, so I'm shouting out Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods, I think you're amazing, huge fan of Up, Up, Down, Down, love every minute of it. But yeah. Uh, Ali's really good. Ricochet is really good. Um, I love Alistair Black. Like, Alistair Black is another one that's like a new guy that has totally changed the game and is just doing things I've never seen before, and I love every minute of it. But, yeah, Randy Orton is still one of my favorites. He's, I don't care what anyone says. Nobody can hold a torch to Randy Orton. He is single-handedly one of the best heels I have ever seen in a minute. Aside from MJF. MJF is like really solid. That dude gets it. So right around the time NXT. Um, NXT has definitely changed from what it started out. Because through NXT you've gotten stars like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Charlotte, Becky Lynch. Like, a bunch of new stars that have come in recently over the past, like, what, five, six years? Which was a developmental system that recently... Uh, so, a lot of the wrestlers that are currently wrestling right now on WWE television are predominantly NXT wrestlers. And they have their own NXT show as well that's also on TV. But then, let us get into AEW. So, AEW is called... All, which is titled All Elite Wrestling. So AEW was originally started by Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, Hangman Adam Page, and a couple of other wrestlers. So basically what it was is The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Adam Page were original members of the Bullet Club, which is a Japanese wrestling faction in New Japan Pro Wrestling, which... And they're a whole, like, faction of, like, foreign wrestlers. Because they're not originally from Japan. So, what ends up happening is they create their own wrestling company, essentially. And predominantly, a, ma a majority of the wrestlers on AEW are either ex-WWE talent, ex-New Japan talent. Um, just basically indie wrestlers and... Yeah, mostly indie wrestlers, but there's no knock to them. They're all really amazing, and they're all just, like, new. 
It's something new. It's fresh. It's exciting. And it's really good, I must say. Um, I love AEW because like NXT, it mostly focuses on the wrestling aspect of professional wrestling rather than entertainment. Now, it is entertaining because I love like Lance Archer. Eddie Kingston are my favorites. Jurassic Express is amazing. I love what FTR is doing. Uh, the Dark Order is amazing. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I love Darby Allen, and I love what they're doing with Sting and Team Taz and everything. I know they have a pay-per-view coming up. Uh, currently, I'm really enjoying, uh, this latest iteration, uh, of John Moxley, aka, or formerly known as Dean Ambrose for, through WWE. Uh, Pac is really good. I like what he's doing. He's another ex-WWE guy. And Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho's huge. Um, Chris Jericho's been everywhere. He's wrestled overseas. He's wrestled in Mexico. He's wrestled for WCW, WWE. And man's been everywhere, except Impact Wrestling, I will say. But that's another... I don't know why he never went to Impact, but hey, it is what it is. But, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, uh, let's talk about... So, out of my years of watching professional wrestling... And going to live events, there's also the meet and greets. So, out of the wrestlers that I have met in person, like, actually, like, met, not, like, talked to them, but, like, had a photo op with them, uh, I've met Batista, I've met CM Punk numerous times, I've met Sheamus one time at a cricket (laughs) wireless for, like, this signing. Uh, who else? I've met the Hardy Boys, which was like a childhood dream come true because, like, I had been watching Matt and Jeff Hardy on my television for the past 10 or so years, and I finally got to meet them at Wizard World, and it was amazing. I've met Roman Reigns. I've met John Moxley. That was, like, an amazing thing. The day I met John Moxley was also the day after he had won the AEW championship as well. It was at a revolution uh, a revolution pay-per-view was that it that was in the vicinity of C2E2. Uh, who else have I met? Um, I got to hug Jack Swagger, who's now called Jake Hagar, or Jake Hager, and uh, who I've seen fight on Bellator MMA, and when he left WWE, he joined Bellator, and he's done AEW, which is amazing. And so far, I believe his record is two and zero. So that was fun, and he's super nice. Um, my Oh, I've met Lita in person. Uh, shout out to Portia. I hope you still have that picture, but I've met Lita. Uh, who else? Oh, yeah, my mom got to hug uh, Santino Morella. I've met Mr. Anderson one time. I got his autograph. Uh, I, can't, I still am kicking myself that I never got to take a picture with Kevin Nash because he was like, at C2E2, and he was, like, right next... It was him and Razor Ramon sitting in the same... Like, next to the same booth as Mr. Anderson, and I didn't get a picture. I'm still kicking myself for that. I've seen uh, Hurricane Helms at C2E2. I've seen Tommy Dreamer at uh, C2E2. Because a lot of these wrestlers do uh, go to C2E2, which is the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. It's an amazing thing. Uh, you should go. I've gone for the past seven years. Two, this year will be my seventh year. Uh, who else have I met? 
This is why my memory is such trash, but I digress. Uh, CM Punk, Batista, Sheamus, Lita, Jake Hager, John Moxley. Yeah, I guess that's about it that I can remember off the top of my head at this point, but it, it's cool. Uh, I still would like to take a picture with Seth Rollins and then my happiness or like my dream of taking a picture with all of the shield members will be complete uh, uh i would like to meet i would really like to meet damian priest and carrying cross so if they're doing an nxt thing at uh e, um c2e2 i'd be a big fan of that i think aew is gonna start creating like this relationship with c2e2 because they've recently because the pro wrestling tees like store is here and that's one of their bigger... They have the deal with Pro Wrestling Tees because Shop AEW has Pro Wrestling Tees and that's the place that sells their merch and everything. So that'd be cool. I would really like to see them at C2E2 and continue that working relationship because, man, I missed out on the chance to meet uh, Kenny Omega and I would love to meet Kenny Omega. I would love to meet Xavier Woods. But, yeah. So... My current thoughts on the product right now. So, shortly before AEW and NXT came onto TV, which was like 2019, so right around October. So, the fall of 2019 was right around the time they had premiered because AEW got a, a TV deal. So, now they're currently on TNT. And then NXT is on... Um, USA Network, and they both come on at the same time, the Wednesday Night Wars, excuse me, the Wednesday Night Wars, as they call it, where they both come on at the same time at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. So, NXT, I really enjoy NXT because it's something different, it's fresh, yet it does focus more on the wrestling, and the wrestling, especially the women's wrestling, is a lot more gritty, it's a lot more rougher, it's a lot more tougher. But it does have its tendency to, it, even though it's its own thing and it's its own brand, I still personally feel like when it comes to like the writing and the storylines, it can get a tad goofy sometimes. And it, it does feel like a little bit, at least in my opinion, I don't know what it is for everyone else. But for me, at least, it just kind of feels a little bit goofy. So I kind of like avoid it. But it is what it is. I still enjoy it. But sometimes the goofy storylines don't help with me watching the product. So that's my take on NXT. Uh, despite it being its own thing. Uh, Raw? Raw is so hard to watch sometimes. Which I don't understand because how can SmackDown be such a solid good show and it's written by the same person? But it's just like really... It, it is... So trying to watch sometimes. And it's not as, in my opinion, it's not as good as it used to be. It honestly does not feel like it's good as it used to be. Because, like, you had cohesive storylines. Because in my history of watching both Raw and SmackDown over the years, Raw always seemed like the show that had all the major stars because you tuned in to Raw and you had, like, Randy Orton and Edge and Ric Flair and Jeff Hardy and CM Punk, and they were on Raw. And SmackDown 
to me, at least for the history, from when I first started watching, was like Land of the Giants and like the big, like powerful superstars. Because you had on SmackDown, you had The Undertaker, you had Batista, you had Mark Henry, and you had The Big Show. You had like the bigger guys. And then like Raw at that time had the, what I deemed the popular wrestlers. Now I feel like it's it's changed over the years. To where now Raw is essentially, it has to be the entertaining, weird, goofy show. And SmackDown has to be the more serious, like, even-keeled, like, the storylines are cohesive. Aside from sometimes you'll have a storyline with wrestlers and then they're no longer, and then they're not on TV and then you don't know what happened to them. But it, it is what it is. It's the way wrestling is. And I feel like SmackDown is a more cohesive, like, solid, like, story like as far as their storylines go there is that can there's continuity is the word i'm looking for raw doesn't have that continuity sometimes at least in my opinion and then as far as AEW AEW is i feel like AEW in it, even in its infancy even starting out and it cuz they have like they have to start fresh and they have to start new because they're the new kids on they're the new kids going against the juggernaut that's essentially been around for the past 50 or so years. So they have a like a, they have a lot of years to catch up, but in my opinion, I think they're doing well. Now, I know there are some people like especially wrestling dirt sheets and then you have like you have wrestling news source, you also have stuff like what culture wrestling which I'm a huge fan of watching. who like kind of necessarily like I don't want to say they're biased towards it like they do like it sometimes it's for everyone sometimes it's not and sometimes it's hard to get into because it's a fresh new product but I feel like you have to embrace that new product in order for wrestling to strive and I feel like they're doing things that WWE are not doing by having like such a diverse roster of wrestlers like having Marco Stunt, Sunny Kiss, Nyla Rose, uh Hikaru Shida, like having this like change in what wrestling is is very much needed and it's very much like cool in a way by being the sort of juggernaut going forward. And I really do enjoy it. And I feel like one of the things they're also going to do, they're definitely going to change the industry because you have so recently Kenta showed up on AEW and attacked John Moxley. So that opens up that door of like uh that opens that door of like a partnership that AEW can do with a New Japan wrestling cuz they're already showing it with um them having impact in Kenny Omega with the Good Brothers with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows and then the stuff going on with the Young Bucks and that tying in together that's really good and then like having private party go against them for the titles so that ties into that so it is bringing up that sort of age old question of like what if these wrestling promotions met And it's really good. Like they already have the connection with NWA. So, Tony Khan, who is the owner, who's like the co-owner of TNA, he he's kind of like the Vince, not TNA, um AEW, but he's kind of like v- what Vince is to WWE, Tony Khan is to AEW. And I feel like it's it's really good despite like a bunch of people 
saying it's not going to last. So far, it's doing well for itself. It's, in my opinion, it's kind of slowly on the mend, but it still hasn't gone completely downhill. We're going to see what happens next. I'm excited for this um, bracket match that they have to see who's going to be facing Hikaru Shida for the title. I feel like they could do more with the women's wrestling, in my opinion, like, as far as, like, AEW is. Women's wrestling, I gotta say, women's wrestling right now, for me, at least from what I've been watching, as far as, like, WWE between Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW, I feel like the strongest women's division is NXT because, one, they do utilize a bunch of their stars, and two, they're really, (laughs) these women really do kick ass, I will say. But, yeah, those are currently my thoughts, my history with it. I'm continuing to watch it. Currently, as I'm recording this episode, I'm actually missing watching SmackDown, but thank goodness for DVR. But, yeah, um, if you are a fan of professional wrestling, whether it was the past, the present, or the future of it, if you're excited to see what's happening next, what's happening now, um, let me know. Um... I'm always interested, and I love having these conversations. Like, I have these conversations with my brother. He's a huge fan. He still continues to watch it from uh, time to time. And he currently was watching it during the time when I wasn't watching it because there were times when I was like, I just can't watch this. So I'd rather just watch, like, Simon Miller from What Culture Do Ups and Downs on YouTube. And I'd rather watch that than, like, sit through the show and then, like, just basically sit there like, oh my god, thank goodness I wasn't watching this. But So, I'm enjoying it. I really enjoy what's going on currently. I'm excited to see what's going to be happening next. Um, as far as I know, the next pay-per-view is the Elimination Chamber. No, the next pay-per-view is Vengeance Day, the NXT pay-per-view, which is happening this Sunday. And then the following Sunday, I believe it is the Elimination Chamber. So, I'm excited to see wrestling at this point right now I feel like is really good and it's really on a solid ground and I'm excited to see it um I'm continue I'm always excited to see how NXT and AEW sort of like uh go head to head in these Wednesday night wars but so far from what I've been seeing AEW has been slowly whooping their butts for the past ever since it started so it's just it's a really exciting time for wrestling at this point and I'm just excited to see what what it holds in the future. So, and he, cheers, hopefully, 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 praying and wishing that we can go back to that COVID eventually ends. But who knows? That's out of our hands. We're just going to have to wait and see. But I will say this. Going to a live event at a WWE show is the most exhilarating experience aside from going to like metal shows and rock shows. Because just being a part of that crowd, the booing, the cheering, the screaming, the, the the pops, oh, it's so amazing. And it's the most fun I've had in such a long time. And I miss it. I really miss it. And speaking of that, it just reminded me of that one time. So I was actually on TV for like two seconds when we went to go see an episode of, I believe, Monday Night Raw. It was a episode of Monday Night Raw that we went to go see. And they were in Chicago and at Allstate Arena. And Randy Orton comes out. And then this is like them getting a shot from the cameraman was in the nosebleeds where me and my friends were. 
And right when Randy Orton's music is playing, you see somebody stand up and start clapping their hands, and it's a shadow of me. But man, it was so cool. I can't, uh, it was like totally cool to be watching it from like your house, like watching it from your house to like going to a live event and then you see yourself on TV. It's so cool. And also, I just remember, this is like a crazy experience and I'm probably going to bring this up on the um, concert episode, but there was this, so earlier I was talking about how I really wanted to take a picture with Seth Rollins because I feel like my my dream of meeting all members of the shield would be complete. I was so close to meeting Seth Rollins. Me and my friend Portia went to a Parkway Drive show at the House of Blues. It was Parkway Drive, We Came as Romans, um Sky Machine and it was some other band. I think it was just 3 but or 4, I can't remember. So at this Parkway Drive show, I did not know that Seth Rollins was a fan of Parkway Drive. Amazing band. I love this band. So I go to the show, having an amazing time. I'm in the pit. It's great. Having a blast. It's going crazy, right? So it wasn't until the next day when my brother texted me. He's like, hey, were you at the Parkway Drive show last night? I'm like, yeah, why? He's like, Seth Rollins was in the pit. And I was so close to him. And it was like this video this girl had posted on Facebook of her next to Seth Rollins while he's like going crazy in the pit. And I'm like, I came this. He was two people behind me and I missed it. And I'm so, it blows my mind even to this day that I was this close. I was in the pit with Seth Rollins and I didn't even see him. It was just Mind-boggling. Oh, it was amazing. Well, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, gals, what is it? How does that phrase go? Guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, this has been the Status Alternative Podcast. You can check me out um, on Instagram <laughs> at RollMarterX. I'm also on Tumblr as well as RollMarterX. That is Roll Martyr X like the Hurt song. I, I really like it. I really do. Um, I'm going to catch you guys on the next one. And on the next episode, which is the last episode of the How I Got Into series, and the next episode, we are going to be talking about my very, very, very favorite topic in the whole white world. Aside from pro wrestling comics and anime, How I Got Into hard rock, and metal music. Alright, I will catch you all down the line. Take care, stay safe, and thank you for your constant support. Bye, guys. Hi, everyone. So this is like a quick post-edit segment I'm putting in last minute. So at the end of this episode is going to be a quick 30 seconds of the old raw theme music that really like will always continue to be one of my favorite raw theme musics because over the years raw has always changed their theme music um there was nickelback papa roach skillet uh uh, i believe saliva at one point currently right now it's um what is it um it's the this new rapper called nf 
But uh, it's just a little quick 30 seconds. You can skip past it if you want, if you're not into it. But it's just one of my favorite theme musics, and I thought everyone should enjoy it. So peace, everyone. I'll catch you later. Bye.